Welcome to New England's Unsolved, a podcast of cold cases, crime files, and questions waiting for answers. I'm Dalton Main, and we have a big update to one of our cases in today's episode, but first we want to take care of some business. We'd like to start by saying thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast and for supporting us as we tell these stories. If you haven't, please subscribe and tell your friends. Our first series of four stories are complete, and we're working on the next series of profiles. But in the meantime, we're going to be releasing minisodes. They'll offer you a deeper look into some aspect of the cases we've already presented. In some minisodes, like today's, we'll be offering an update to a case we've already covered. In others, we'll play the full versions of interviews with families of victims or investigators from whom you've already heard. Now you'll get to hear more of what they said. Today, we're revisiting Teresa Corley's case. If you haven't listened to that episode, you'll want to go back and listen to it before continuing with this episode. In our story about the 1978 murder of Teresa Corley, we told you her body was exhumed earlier this year. And Teresa's sister, Jerry Hood, told us her family met with the investigators for an update on the DNA testing just this morning. Jerry, let's just go over what happened today. What, what, what happened? You got a call from the DA's office? Well, we office. got a call from the DA's office at the beginning of the week, and they asked us to come in for a meeting. Um, wouldn't tell us, you know, they told us it was about the, um, the evidence that they tested, and they wouldn't tell us either way. You know, I didn't expect them to elaborate either, but um, they told us that they wanted us to just meet and discuss the findings. This is what you've been waiting for. Exactly. Since the exhumation back yeah. in May. Yeah, with hopefully, but also with a little sense of dread. Why dread? Well, because if it turned out to be nothing, after all these years um, and all this, you know, I've, we've upset everything. We, we exhumed Teresa. We, we did a lot of, you know, a lot of things and made a lot of efforts to try to find justice for her. And if we were going in there to hear that they got nothing, it would have been extremely disappointing. And that's what you were fearing right. when you went in there. You had right. no idea which way this was going to go. Correct. So what happened? So we sat down, and although um, they were unable to get anything off of the nails. um, The fingernails. The fingernails. They came back with a complete DNA profile from a sample gotten off of her genes. What does that mean? That means it's a sample from an individual, at this point an unknown individual, that they're going to put into the CODIS system. From her genes. These are the genes genes that were found with With her, her. right? On the side of the road. Yes. So she was wearing these genes the night that she was killed. At some point, yes. And this potentially, could this potentially be the killer's DNA? It could potentially be. What do you think about that? Um, I'm hoping that we'll come up with something. That it's a positive. It means this case is still alive and well. This... DNA sample that was found on her genes, the authorities knew about this sample before, for many years. years. What what has been the holdup? Why now? The holdup has been the technology. Um, They really, they, I guess um, Sergeant Brooks, the trooper that had the the case um, kind of for the last 15, 16 years, had wanted to test it much earlier. Um, But it was the the lab, the crime lab, that um, wanted to hold off and wait um, for the technology to catch up with the sample, so to speak, and um, that was this year. Was it frustrating to have to wait knowing that sample was out there? It was. It was. But I have to say, when, when they explained it to us, when they let us know the process, um, and just the fact that we knew that they were actively working this case, it made it easier. So what happens now? 
Now we wait again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> we wait again. It'll be another another couple of weeks, um, and I'm hoping that they'll get back to us pretty soon. What do you mean another couple of weeks for what? They're going to enter it into the CODIS system um, to see if there are any hits in there from other samples that they have gotten. Which is the database. Correct. Of other right, and I guess DNA taken yeah. from people who have gotten into trouble. Over the years, right. Over the years. So right. there could be a hit that could way. Could be a hit. You know... This is a tough time for you, this time of year. Oh, exactly. Next week, it'll be 39 years since Teresa was killed. Right. What are you thinking about that and about this evidence now? Well, I'm I'm happy that we weren't just shut down. I, I, I was more dreadful of knowing that the anniversary date of her death or murder is coming up and that then that would have been a huge, a much bigger blow knowing that there's nothing. But having now this sample that I know that they're going to further test keeps it keeps the case alive and it's it, it'll be a good thing for for her you know on this anniversary day to have to know you still have something it's unlike any other anniversary you've gone right. through right what do you think this news does for the people in the Bellingham Franklin area who were around back in 1978 now they know there's a full DNA there's sample. a full pro- DNA profile sitting there on um, I really do think that this would be the time for somebody to come forward and um, let us finally have our answers. Uh, There might be even people on the periphery that kind of know a little bit about what went on and have been hesitant to speak up and step up. Um, This is is the year for Teresa and I'm hoping people will do the right thing. And your sisters, you and your sisters, you're... What has been the reaction? Is, is or is it still it's just still kind of a mixed. shock? No, it's still it's still a mixed reaction. I, I myself, I don't know if I should be really jubilant about this or, but just the the, the fact that after thirty nine years, they got a complete DNA profile off of an old sample. Just it, it gives hope to not only Teresa's case but to other cases. And I think that's the main the main take home from all of this. And the, you know, Bob, and even if Teresa's case can't be solved. There's hope for others, and and that's a huge, huge thing to me, personally. New England's Unsolved is a production of Boston 25 News. It was created by Bob Ward, and the podcast is produced by me, Dalton Maine. With additional sound mixing help from Sean Anker and archival assistance from Nicole Gordon. As always, special thanks to Mike Oliveira, the news director who greenlit this project. We'd also like to say a very special thank you to Aaron Futch, who donated his time to compose a score specially for this episode. You can find links to more of his work and contact information on our website at boston25.com unsolved. <laughs>